As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Hey Sis podcast. This is a space for millennial women to breathe and then go out into the world and lead. Now, here's your host, Dr. D. Evans. Hey, everybody, you are listening to the Hey Sis podcast. Today's episode is entitled The Gospel According to Respect My Boundaries. You heard it. The Gospel According to Respect My Boundaries boundaries. I, all of us actually have to have boundaries. All of us have boundaries, whether they are healthy or unhealthy, but healthy boundaries seem to be something that Christian people avoid because they feel like it's the arch nemesis to being nice, (laughs) but healthy boundaries are necessary components for self-care because without boundaries, we feel depleted and taken advantage of or taken for granted or intruded upon, whether it's in our work relationships or in our personal relationships, poor boundaries can lead to resentment, hurt, anxiety, burnout, and we're not functional when we are full of resentment, when we are full of hurt or, you know, anger and burnout. We need to be our best self at all times. And I know that's kind of a utopian concept, being your best self at all times. But we want to place parameters and boundaries on our hearts and our time and with our relationships so that we can always show up as our full selves and not a a fraction of ourselves. if that makes sense to you all. I'm looking for feedback, right? And this is a podcast, so make sure you email me your yeses and your amens. <laughs> but personal boundaries are guidelines. They're like rules or limits that a person creates to identify a reasonable, safe, and in some instances, permissible way for other people to behave towards them. And how they will respond when someone passes those limits, okay? So, again, boundaries, it helps you identify what makes you feel safe. They are built out of a mix of conclusions and opinions and beliefs and past experiences, social learning, genetics. Boundaries are a conglomeration of so many things, but boundaries do help you define what makes you happy 
by outlining the likes and the dislikes and then setting distance on how you want people to approach that. When I begin to learn boundaries, my life changed because I grew up in a household full of empaths, (laughs) I felt like. But it was important for me to articulate to other people that love me how to love me well. I think that's a concept that I'm still uncovering in life coaching with so many of my clients. I found that so many of my female clients know what they need to feel loved. The other half of them really don't. They haven't sat down and really write out what makes them feel loved. But for those that do, they know what it means for them to feel loved, but they have an exceptionally difficult time with communicating that to people that love them because they just accept it. But if I feel loved by eating Chick-fil-A sandwiches with extra pickles and mayonnaise, don't try to give me a Popeye's chicken sandwich because that don't make me feel loved. What makes me feel loved is Chick-fil-A. When people don't respect your boundaries, they try to change what you like and dislike to fit them. But is that really love? No. I hope you're seeing where I'm going here. Boundaries are also very essential to a healthy relationship and a healthy life. And trust me, it is a skill that has to be acquired, not required. Well, yes, required, but also acquired. Um, In relationships, it gives you permission to say no to things and to not take everything on. Setting boundaries in your friendships and in your relationships will actually help you be more present and not burnt out and not annoyed with your friend or your significant other. Boundaries help you draw that clear line for what is okay and what is not okay. In this place that I'm in currently, I only talk on the phone for a certain amount of time a day. And if a conversation goes really long, with my BFF, then sorry, everybody else, you got to wait to the next day. This is how I feel about it. Let me tell you why. I begin to track how much time I was spending on the phone, on the computer, on social media. And it was like, I didn't have time to even understand my own thoughts, let alone hear God's thoughts towards me. And I had to cut it out. And I felt bad at first because people claim that they need to talk to me. But in actuality, the only person they need is the Lord. The only person they really need is to hear what he says about them. And when I keep inserting myself in a relationship that God just wants with them, I become an idol. I become their guy and they won't seek him for real. So over the course of the past few years, I've slowly been implementing boundaries that make me feel loved accepted and okay and that means when I'm tired maybe I met with a client for an hour and a half and it was a long consultation I don't feel compelled to call people back immediately I'm confident in being able to rest and say I'm gonna have to return that phone call at my earliest convenience I'm not being snotty but my convenience may not be in an hour my con- my convenience may be in a few days And I know that this is so different for um, me, especially coming coming from an African-American community. And I don't mean to say it as such like I would come out of another community, but how I was raised, you are the sacrificial lamb when you're 
a matriarch or a woman. The women just, they just, you know, lay down their lives for their families. And I'm not saying that I don't, because if I ride with you, if you're my friend, if I consider you family, I am always going to make sure that if it's in my power and my, my wallet, I'm going to do what I got to do to make sure you're okay. But consistently doing that for everyone sometimes put me in the position of being without to the extent that no one could pour back into me because guess what? They had boundaries too, right? So without clear boundaries in relationships, again, you may feel resentful and you may be dealing with some hidden anger you haven't really articulated. Without clear boundaries, it's very easy to feel taken advantage of. Listen, if I did not limit how much of myself that I gave to people, I would be empty all the time because people have an agenda. Everyone has an agenda and that agenda is not always my best interest. When people call me, they don't really care about how I'm doing all the time. Sometimes they call to figure out, hey, D, do you have an appointment? Hey, D, can we talk about my life? Now, don't get me wrong. Some people do call and ask about me and I honestly appreciate that. But every phone call does have an agenda. And sometimes I have to be clear about, hey, I only have a few minutes. What's going on? And in that moment, let's say I'm having a really bad day and someone calls me. Oh, girl, let me tell you about such and such. I'm going to leave him. The first thing I'm going to say is, hey, it can I call you back in a few hours or can I call you back another time? This just isn't a good time. I've learned to be okay with assessing my interpersonal comfort level with conversations. Clear boundaries allow us to remain connected when communicating with people that we love. It's not that I don't want to know why she wouldn't leave her husband. I just, I'm not able to process fully and be okay in that moment. And if people love you the way they say they do, they're going to honor that. And I will say, it takes a lot of res- it takes a lot of self-respect to set clear boundaries because again this is taboo in church which is why I'm covering this topic in the midst of this the fundamentals of salvation because I do believe that setting boundaries is something that Jesus did often So let me recap really quickly before I go into examples of where I believe Jesus set healthy boundaries and flourished. Healthy boundaries will always allow individuals to have um, a healthy dose of self-esteem and self-respect. Healthy boundaries will allow you to share personal information in a healthy way gradually where it's a mutual sharing and trusting relationship. Um, Healthy boundaries protect your physical and emotional space from intrusion. Healthy boundaries will allow you to have equal partnership where responsibility and power are shared. Healthy boundaries also allow you to separate your needs, your thoughts, your feelings, and your desires from others. That's such a huge thing because in relationships, sometimes we assimilate other people's um, thoughts and feelings and desires that they become ours, but they're not really ours. And so we're frustrated because we're living someone else's life or we're living for someone else. And what we need, what we love is not being taken care of. 
I had a friend because I'm a lover. I, I really am. People say a lot of things about me, honestly, and I chuckle because I think I have a persona of being this. What's that show with the girl? I can't even think it's a movie and it's the chick Glenn Close, I believe, is in the movie. The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, my God. It took me so long to get that. They think I'm the girl from that. The, excuse me, the grown woman from that. But in actuality, I have been in so many friendships to where it was hard for me to separate my needs, my thoughts, my feelings, my desires from others. Because I was defining that relationship from a lens that need, needed to be corrected. There are many friendships that I should have looked at that through the lens of mentorship and not friendship. I'm all for feeding sheep. I think it's becoming a passion of mine because it took the Lord a, a while to get me to learn that I'm called to feed sheep. Therefore, I have to pet them and love them too, right? I smell like sheep. I am a sheep. You, you cannot love Jesus and hate a sheep, right? And as I am feeding sheep, as I've been instructed, I've, I've realized that sometimes I cannot feed sheep where I vent. And I have put the necessities of other people's feelings over mine to the extent that they thought that my only role in their life was to serve them. And I just wrote a blog about this, but there is more to life than being a resource for someone else. There is more to life than feeding someone's self-esteem. There is more to life than meeting someone's needs. There is more to life than being the fulfillment of someone's desires. You have to find fulfillment out of serving someone else. I always cringe when I hear people say, oh, all I want to do is help people. That lets me know that you really have not taken the time to dig into your own heart, to listen to your own spirit, to see what you're called and purposed for. Your purpose is bigger than serving someone. And I am not anti the gospel of Jesus Christ, but there was one sacrificial lamb. And that lamb's name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is both lion and lamb, I might add. But if he has already laid down his life, you don't need to do it again. <laughs> what you need to do is make sure that your heart, that your mind, that your soul, that your spirit are fed by the good shepherd. And that that alignment that you have with Christ, that alignment that you have with the father becomes a light. And Jesus spoke about that in, in, in Matthew, the light that lights up the world so that people can see. And when they see you and your good works, they glorify the father that is in heaven. Remember, as Christians, we are not many saviors. We're not. We're all trying to make it, okay? Healthy boundaries help you keep that perspective in the forefront of your mind. You are not a Messiah. You are a human wrapped up in flesh and you are in desperate need of a savior. 
just like the rest of us. You can't play God. You can't be God. You're in need of God. And when you set those boundaries, it is you honoring your temple by honoring God. You don't need to be more present for everyone else or anyone else more than you are present for the Lord and more than you are present for yourself. Lastly, um, on the healthy boundaries train here, healthy boundaries will help you empower yourself to make healthy choices and take responsibility for yourself. Okay. If you are in a relationship with someone who is physically or emotionally dangerous or threatening you, it may not be safe to attempt to set explicit boundaries with them. Okay. Now, if you are in this type of situation, it can be helpful for you to work with a counselor, with a life coach. I'd be happy to walk with walk you through that, a therapist or an advocate, and they will help you create a safety plan. And boundary setting will most likely be a huge portion of that. Now, I mentioned to you that Jesus set boundaries. So what I mean by that, in the previous podcast, I talked about the divinity and the flesh of Jesus Christ. Um, Even though he was son of God, son of man, our savior, our kingsman, redeemer, he was also a man, right? And he accepted his personal limits as a part of his incarnation. So Jesus knew he was both human and divine. So you're like, okay, D, that's a lot of words. So what are you saying when you said that? Jesus met his personal needs. He ate healthy food. I always laugh because I feel like I'm a, the prophet Elijah because when he was stressed, he just had to have a nap and a snack and he was fine. <laughs> but Jesus ate food. Okay. He got the sleep he needed. Jesus took naps. And sometimes we may say he took a nap in an inopportune time, but he took time, you know, to nap and relax. And guess what? He did a lot of walking. I know sometimes when we read the Gospels, we we gloss over that because we're trying to get to the place where we shout in church about it. But Jesus took care of his body as well as his spirit. Um, one of the things that Jesus also did as it relates to setting boundaries is that he sought the company of his friends. Listen, there's nothing wrong with needing friends. Nothing. I'll give you that example. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 through 38, then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And taking with him Peter. And the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Verse 38, then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. He sought the company of his friends. Jesus even enjoyed solitude. Look, I'm an introvert. I can hang and laugh and be the life of the party and smile and hug and meet everybody in the room. But I also know that I am recharged when I withdraw, when I'm alone, when I retreat. And I have to set boundaries with that because I will be wore out for days if I'm just out and about talking and bippity bopping around. I can't survive like that. I got to be alone. Okay. Jesus also enjoyed the moment. It's like Jesus personifies to me this I mean, the premier preacher, because he knows how to take time to be in one place and be fully present. In this whole I love my phone, social media age, it's hard for me to not multitask, especially when I'm in places that I don't want to be. <laughs> but I've, I've making a conscious decision in my life to be present in spaces that I'm in because I don't want to miss the moment. Mark 1 verse 38, and he said to them, let us go on to the next town that I might preach her also, for that is why I came out. Listen, he being clear. Listen, I know what time it is. Let's go over here. It's time for me to go. Okay. Matter of fact, I'm going to read the whole prose to you. Mark 1 verse 36, and Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him, and they said to him, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go on to the next town that I may preach there also, for this is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. Listen, he knew what time it was. When you don't set boundaries, you don't know what time it is. Now, there's also a juxtapose to this. Yet, I think many of you will find comfort in this. Jesus had this hurry, but unhurried place in life. Like he knew what he was sent to do. He was always in a hurry to go to Jerusalem and he was always ready to embrace the cross or his cross. Why? Because he, he knew his assignment. 
I want to challenge you if you're listening to the, you know, my voice to take time to research perfect and permissive will. So many of us have missed the place that we were supposed to be in in God because we chose permissive will and not the perfect will of the father. Which brings me to another notion that Jesus set boundaries. He abandoned all of his life to God. Jesus was tempted to become paralyzed with fear about the cross. I mean, Satan and his demons and all these people that hated him, they were trying to kill him. Would he make it to the cross to die for us, to be lifted up publicly so as it draws people to God? He let go. He chose to he chose not to force things, but to trust the Father's will. To the Father, he abandoned the outcomes of his sufferings and trials to come, as he always did. Mark 14, verse 32. Ah, Lord, this this tears me up. I've already read the first few verses for you in my other example. So I'm going to start with verse 35. And this is after he's greatly distressed and his soul is in sorrow. Verse 35, and going a little further, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And he came and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again, he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again, he came and found them sleeping for their eyes were very heavy and they did not know what to answer him. And he came the third time and said to them, are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Is it enough? The hour has come. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise. Let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. He abandoned the other possible outcomes and submitted. I mean, When I think about Mark 14, verse 36, when he says, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet not what I will, but what you will. Oh, that makes me tear up. Because all of us have been in that place where you had to choose God over your feelings. And sometimes that thing hurt. Oof. Another thing about Jesus as it relates to the gospel of putting some respect on my name. I mean, my boundaries, same. Jesus said no to inappropriate behavior. In this place in my life, listen, the D in her 20s was a different D. But this D in like this realm of my life, I do not tolerate inappropriate behavior. Jesus said no to inappropriate behavior so that I could say no don't try Jesus look like he don't like it either but please don't try me he would Jesus withdrew from crowds who wanted him for one-on-one time with the father you can see that in Luke chapter 5 verses 15 through 16 But now even more, the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to hear him and be healed of their infirmities. 
but he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. You got to know your boundaries. I can't do a whole bunch of people all the time either. I'm not the person you call and DM to death. I'm not going to respond anyway. I'm not the person that you call to death because you need a prophetic word. Uh, let me tell you something. I will let your call go to voicemail every single time because I know my boundaries, right? Jesus said no to abuse. Mm -hmm. He fought this way through the crowd that he was trying to throw him off a cliff of claiming to be the Messiah. Do y'all know that story? He said no to abuse. I can read it to you. It's Luke chapter four. If you're following along, um, I know some of y'all listen in the car. So Luke four, 28 and 30, I'm going to read it in your hearing. When they heard these things, all the synagogue, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath. And they rose up and dove him, drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they could throw him off the cliff. But passing through their mists, he went away. No, get away from me, devil. Okay. He, he was saying no to inappropriate behavior. Now here's the beautiful thing I love about Jesus. He said no to baiting questions and entitlement. Oh, listen, I get tired of that, but I find comfort in Jesus had the same issues in that he, he handled it well. So let's look at this example, Matthew chapter 21 verses 23 through 27. And when he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus answered them. I also will ask you one question. And if you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, where did it come from, from heaven or from man? They discussed it among themselves saying, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then do you not believe him? But if we say for man, we are afraid of the crowd for they hope for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Let me tell you something. Jesus did not play with these people. <laughs> he had boundaries. Somebody say boundaries. Jesus also said no loudly to cynicism. I'm learning to say no to cynicism. The, the petty in me tends to rise every now and then, but I'm at a place in my life and I've been here for a while. I'm very unbothered by shenanigans because when I review the scriptures, Jesus teaches us how to set boundaries and be okay. Luke chapter 23 verse 8. And nine, when Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad for he had long desired to see him because he had heard about him and he was hoping to see some sign done by him. So he questioned him at some length, but he made no answer. Go on somewhere. Okay. I ain't got time. Um, Jesus also said no to manipulation. This is such a huge issue for some of my clients some of my clients are really struggling with saying no to Satan, with saying no to their family members, saying no to their friends that they know are taking advantage of them. And I've been burned so much, no flow so easily off of my mouth, but my no is not in a retaliation. My no is now 
because I know what my soul needs. I'm going to give you an example. Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. Actually, I probably need to read verse 22 for you. Verse 22 and 23. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. He said no to Peter and the disciples who had an inappropriate agenda for Jesus to be a political king or a military warrior rather than a sacrificial lamb. Wow. Ain't that something? (laughs) Jesus spoke truth and love and he avoided exploitation. Y'all, he wiped out that whole marketplace. He set boundaries with addiction. He told that rich young ruler he couldn't help him until he gave away the money that was controlling him. And the Lord said no to being misguided. He rebuked the disciples who tried to keep little children away from him and told them that they needed to emulate the children's faith. Jesus also had expectations for people. Baby, this is where I can turn my plow. Yeah, baby, I'm not preaching for real. But Jesus had expectations for people. When you set boundaries with individuals, sometimes they will guilt trip you because, again, like I told you, everybody has an agenda. And when you cannot meet the agenda or when you cannot give them what they came to you for, either they will respect it or they're going to question it and they're going to get offended. And sometimes they try to guilt trip you into giving them a pity yes. And then you're uncomfortable and you're upset and your spirit is vexed. And all you needed to do was earn the power of setting a boundary. Now, Jesus was famous for asking folk, what do you want? Two blind men called out to him for help from a Jericho road. He asked them, what do you want for me to do for you? They had to ask for what they needed and they needed to trust him to do it. Jesus had expectations for people who were in need. He asked a question in John chapter five, verses one through 14. He said, do you want to get well? For 38 years, this man at the sheep gate pool hadn't been able to get into the miracle water. He felt helpless. He felt sorry for himself and he wanted somebody else to fix his problem. And Jesus challenged him. Do you want to get well? Get up, pick up your mat and walk. Setting boundaries with some of your family members is going to save your life. I Let me tell you something. I love my friends and I love my family. I have learned now that the best way to love them is to set boundaries with them by setting expectations for them. I, again, I'm going to repeat this one more time for the people in the back. I am no one savior. I'm just D. One of my favorite questions that Jesus asked somebody was, do you believe? 
Whew, Lord have mercy. A father sought deliverance for his son who was mute. In Mark chapter 9, verses 17 to 27, and the son had seizures. And he said to Jesus, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus put it back on the father. He said, if you can, everything is possible. Hallelujah. For him who believes. The father needed to believe that Jesus could cure his son. Huh? Ain't that something? Jesus is an example of how we can set boundaries and still love. So just to do a quick overview of how Jesus taught us or gave us examples on how to set boundaries or things he did not play with. Number one was his personal prayer time. Number two, Jesus was, Jesus was honest and direct. Three, Jesus set priorities. Four, Jesus pleased God and not people. Five, Jesus obeyed God. He obeyed him with all of his heart, all of his soul, with all of his mind. This podcast episode should be one of the most revelatory because all of us have places in our life that we need to yield to God. And we also have places in our life that we need to set boundaries around. And I talk to pastors and leaders and even nurses and doctors and caregivers and all of us struggle to not be the uncheerful, uncheerful giver. I love giving what I have. I find joy in just loving people. I do. But that is not the core and the essence of who I am. Setting boundaries is not anti the gospel. It is in the gospel. Personal boundaries are what define your identity. And you are more than what you can provide to someone else. If you don't remember anything else, you remember that. Okay. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. If you have any comments or you want to send me a testimonial, email me at contact at the D Evans or follow me on my social media. All of my handles are Hey Dr. D. I look forward to speaking with you. Be blessed. Thanks for joining us this week on the Hey Sis podcast. Check out www.thedevans.com for more blogs and motivation. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 